This podcast may contain projection, exaggeration, sensitive discussions, and dark humor. We do not condone violence or harm to anyone for any reason. All opinions are of our own and do not reflect the opinions of our places of work and or friends and family. Positive side effects may include, but not limited to, patriotic desires, Benjamin Martin syndrome, throwing tea in a harbor, an erection lasting longer than three hours, red, white, and blue stool, sudden thirst for communist tears, beer bonging and whiskey, sudden craving for excessive amounts of bacon, and waking up in Mexico with blood on your clothes and a torn ticket from an illegal donkey show. How do you like that? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new song I picked. It's good. You like it? Good, yeah. So I have this uh, subscription to, it's like epidemicsound.com. Where yeah. I can pay f- like 15 no, $12 a month. And I technically own the rights to these instrumentals that I can download. Oh, okay. And then I can put it on the internet without any issues. Right. So it's a, there's a shitload. I could spend hours on it, like finding music. And you can download, I can download that whole song as it is. I can download it. Like without drums, without I can, I can choose which instruments I want in or out of it. So, yeah, the plan is to probably do a new song <laughs> every episode. I don't know. We'll see. And it's a process. It's like work, and then you put it on here. And yeah. So, how you been? Busy. Yeah, you have. Yeah, we I both know. have. <laughs> it's, uh, it's finally gonna kind of slow down a bit, which will be a nice change. I know. It's it's not gonna slow down for me. It's actually gonna pick up, but it's gonna pick up where I should have been by now, but then, you know, the windstorm, which we'll get to, and COVID, <laughs> which we'll get to, put me behind some things I wanted for like three, four weeks. So I think this week, after this weekend, it's uh, it's game on. So that's what we're like, house stuff. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah. So before we get uh, even further into this, I just calling it table talk today uh we're gonna start the show off with critiquing much love coffee company aka much love clothing owned by mr john dawson whom i've mentioned several times before his information will be in the bio check it out at the end of the show so he uh originally started a clothing company which i'm actually wearing a shirt right now it says work privilege gets a lot of eyeballs (laughs) um and he rolled out this coffee, first of its kind. I'm sure there's going to be more coming. Uh, it's a medium roast called the American Grind, coffee that keeps you motivated. Um, I'll, have, I'll, I'll do a little smell critique here first. I kind of cheated earlier and already, and already did it, but uh, we'll see if you pick up anything because I'm actually having trouble picking up uh, smells in, in this particular coffee. I, I, can, I can pick out, I think, chocolate. I think there's chocolate in it. Now, normally... Yeah. And um, this is advice for John. Um, some places put, you know, what flavors are in the coffee on a label on their packaging. Yeah. So this one doesn't have it, so it's all good. Some like to be, you know, kind of mysterious-like and, and, and simple. Boom. This package is simple. Yeah. Accomplish that for sure. Um, yeah, but some coffee companies like to put their flavors on there. So uh, I can only pick up like a chocolate, like a mild chocolate type smell. So uh, shove your face in the bag <laughs> and, and give, it a, give, it a, give it a shot. All right. Let's see. First off, presentation, what do you think? Like I said, simple. I like the bag. Yeah. Very straightforward. 
I don't really like bags that are like, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. Like too much art on it, and then the coffee usually sucks. <laughs> right, you get a big hype from like, I know. the design and everything, and then you're like, oh, this is uh, normal. We're yeah, playing. they yeah. go for packaging. All right, let's see the smell. Go for it. I think there's like, yeah. You smell the chocolate. It's kind of like that, af, you know, aftertaste. It's like an after smell. Yeah. Chocolate. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's, that, it's a yeah. roasted chocolate, obviously, because okay. the coffee's been roasted. So you can you can smell the roast. Yeah. I don't want to say it like burnt. No, not burnt. But you can smell the roast. Roast with an after chocolate smell. Chocolatey oomph. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, all right, we'll go for that. I can't smell anything else, unfortunately. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a medium roast, too, so I'm a dark roast guy. Okay. Um, And we could also factor in that I've been waiting about two weeks to try it. I've kept it sealed until now. And if I remember correctly, rule of thumb is you want to, ideally, you want to drink your coffee 14 days after the roast because after two weeks, it starts to lose its, its flavor, its smell. It's, you know, it just starts tasting like stale coffee, which this hasn't gotten there yet. I've kept it room temp, sealed up. Been taking care of it, huh? I, I, haven't, I told him, like, <laughs> well, and I'm a week behind on my podcast stuff, so, but I told him, like, I'm going to do it, man. So, all right, smell test. I'm going to give it 5 out of 10 only because, and I could be broken because I am getting, I had COVID last week, but I didn't lose smell or taste, but who knows. Um I'll give it five out of 10 just because I can't smell anything else but like the roast and chocolate, which is fine because I like chocolate. What do you think? Out of all the coffees you smelled before. Well, I'm going to go with the six. Okay. And uh, I'm going to say, A, yes, it smells good. You know, you got the after chocolate, but it's like a simple smell just like the package. It's you know, straightforward and you simple are right. and I like it. You're right. I didn't think of that. <laughs> it, it, when I smell it though, here you go, John. When I smell it, I feel like it's definitely like a like a breakfast blend. Like that's something oh, I want to drink yeah. in the morning to start my shit and 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 get going. And that's obviously what he's trying to promote on it. Like, you know, sip. I have so, this little handout here that he typed up. Okay. Um, it gives you the motivation. Yeah, exactly. It says that in here, <laughs> so it does. <laughs> now that I think of it, it's like you know what? It does uh, definitely smell like a breakfast roast. Um, I I smell like yeah, it, I'm ready to kick today's ass. So yeah, yeah. that's me being honest. So yeah, I agree with your six out of 10. I'll give it six out of 10, six out of 10. Um, let's do the taste. You ready to taste? You got it poured. You got yeah. what you want in yours. I, I was going to go straight with nothing at all. All black. Okay. Yeah. To, to start off with. Yeah. So I drink my coffee with creamers and all that kind of they, stuff. They know right? that last episode I said, you kind of ferried up your coffee. Oh, oh, yeah. Very no, <laughs> foo foo. I, I live by it, but when it's a new coffee, I like to taste the coffee and then I'll add my stuff to Fair it. Fair enough. I like that. Yeah. That's actually a lot. I kind of got some points with me when it comes to coffee. All right. So <laughs> do your thing, man. All right. Let's do this. All right. Here we go. It's it's not acidic. It's good. I like it. I like it. It's smooth. It's uh. so it's got that. Oh, how do you describe that? You keep thinking. I'll keep drinking. All right. Man. So, you know, there's that bitterness that coffees have mm-hmm. it's a part of that coffee taste all all coffees have that yeah this one it has that without the bitter bite i don't know if that has something to do with it not 
being too acidic either. You know, like it, maybe that's, is that the same thing we might be describing? Uh, the bite is the bite acidic. Okay. So you know how IPAs, they have that bitterness to them. Yeah. Uh, however you would put that into a coffee, some of them are like way too bitter in there. But You're right. that's what makes a part of a beer or an IPA an IPA. This has that, but not not too bitter. Uh, no, it's very enjoyable. Like it's I could very, probably it's smooth. Yeah, it's a smooth taste. I can have like four or five of these in a row. I think I could actually drink this one with nothing in it. Continue wow. and be happy. I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's some that's some points there. Uh, I'm I'm trying not to drink it all because the final test is we're going to put a little bit of this maker's mark in. At least I am. Oh, I know how to describe this. So, so it has that coffee flavor without the bitter overriding it. Gotcha. And that's I what agree. I hate about most coffees that I have to put stuff in. It's because I like the taste of the coffee, but then that bitterness just gets too strong mm-hmm. afterwards. This doesn't do that. Yeah. I think, I think it being a very... Hardly acidic coffee. I think that's. I think that's the bite you're talking about. Okay. Is the is the. I don't want to say the wrong word. So, <laughs> coffee that's too acidic, you don't like because of the bitter. I'm the same way. Okay. I'd rather have it smooth. So, taste while black. I will give this. I got. I told him I'd be honest. Eight out of ten. Just because I, I I don't believe anything can ever be ten out of ten. So. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> So I got to say for me, for a pure coffee that isn't, doesn't have like, like, you know, there's the, the foo-foo flavored ones mm. like eggnog and chocolates and all those different kind of ones. This is just a standard chocolate or sorry, standard coffee flavor. And it's really good. I, for me, I'm going to go with a nine. Nice. Probably the first one that I've drank in the where I'm like, hey, this is this is a good quality, and I can just then keep drinking it without I, adding creamer. <laughs> I can direct you to his website later. All right, and you can order some. He's got the subscrip- uh, subscription thing, so like he sends you, okay. you can sign up for it, and then they'll send you like a bag a month or however many you want. So, um, when you're ready, if you want, I'm gonna put some Maker's Mark in it, and I haven't opened this Maker's Mark. My dad got it for me for Christmas, so I've been kind of waiting for this episode. No. For, for these two <laughs> specific items um, to open today. This is not your regular Maker's Mark, um, and I, I should have asked Martin what's special about it, but there's a label on here that I don't recognize that's not on normal Maker's Mark. And I wish I knew of more of what it meant, so I'm just going to read it, and maybe someone can chime in uh, later on. Uh, but it looks like there's five different categories. Uh, number one, baked American pure. Two, seared French Cuvée, I hope I'm saying that right. One, Maker's Mark 46. Three, Roasted French Mendiant. And three, Toasted French Spice. Uh, it's 111.9 proof. Alcohol volume, 55.95. Date, July 2021. So that's what we're, I'm going to put in this here coffee. I'm not going to put too much in. We're not going to get freaking hammered tonight. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get this damn thing open. The wax is like covering this little little thing are you uh are you participating yeah yeah i'll try some i have <laughs> never done anything put anything like that in coffee before well i figured because our podcast is coffee bourbon yeah um you know and some folks like to put bourbon or whiskey in their coffee you know it helps them 
get through the day. It's probably going to taste like <laughs> shit. <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? We'll see. Right here. Oh, wonder if I can get this cork sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got it. Got it. Nice. All right, here we go. I'm just going to do as if it's creamer. Your creamer or my creamer? Uh, I don't use creamer. <laughs> I don't know how much you, I mean, you can pour as much as you want. I normally put, uh, you know, coffee with my creamer. Most right. people put uh, some creamer with their coffee. I'm oh, kind true. of the opposite. Okay. <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> and then later we'll just drink it regularly so we can actually give it a fair review. We'll sip it. I don't have any ISO, so you're going to have to drink it dry. Okay. There's that. that goes. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Here we go, John. This is the this is my final Wait, test. Do you have anything to stir it with? Uh, here. That's the spoon for my sugar. Steve, go stir it up. I'm excited. You gonna stir yours? No. No. It's gonna <laughs> go from coffee, and all of a sudden, just yeah, <laughs> pure bourbon. It actually smells great right now. I can smell the coffee and uh, Maker's Mark. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Actually, it's freaking good, in my opinion. It is. It's like, exactly what it. I mean, it's it's a co- it's a it's a coffee Maker's Mark. Yeah. Maker's Mark coffee. It actually sort of masks that uh, Maker's Mark until the aftertaste, right? And then you right have at a little, the end. little bit of that little. Mark at the end. Damn, we just interesting. We just discovered something. Yeah. Much love coffee with Maker's Mark. I'm gonna keep drinking. Good this. job. They hit right on the mark, dude. It's good. <laughs> Pun intended. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um, I'll give it a freaking nine out of ten with the Maker's Mark. What do you think? I think we can go with the eight. Damn, we're just opposite. <laughs> I, I, yeah. The copycat. Well, I mean, I think I enjoyed it a little bit better without the maker's mark. Oh, for sure. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, this one, this one doesn't count towards the overall rating of the coffee. This is just the thing that we do. We're going to start doing. I think it was okay. the first that we've done this. Now I'm going to try with the maker's mark, the coffee, and a little bit of sugar. All see. right. Go for it. Go for it. Steven's getting fancy now. Got to go back to my foo-foo roots. It's all good, man. You do what you got to do to enjoy the beverage. It all goes to the same place. Septic system. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm going to have to message him after this and tell him his uh, coffee passed the test. It did. I still recommend the flavors on the label, though. Go for it. Still, he's getting deep in thought on this one. No? Oddly, I liked it before I put the sugar I, I, I could tell the look on your face. <laughs> that hasn't happened before. Well, now you know, man. Now we know. Huh. Still good. My mind can't comprehend this. It was better without the sugar. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe sugar and alcohol is not supposed to go. I, Maybe it's the maker's mark. Who knows? Who knows? Um, John... Job well done on your first coffee. Um, the only thing I can suggest is flavors on the label. That is entirely up to you. Doesn't matter. Maybe some folks like the mystery. 
I personally do not care anyway. It tastes great. I think you should definitely do a dark roast and keep going with this theme. It'd be cool if you kept going with it. So like a dark roast, you can call it, you know, like the night shift worker. Oh, yeah. Sorts <laughs> of things like that. Great yeah. shift, night shift. Espresso. Do an espresso. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do a light roast. Uh, I guess you have to do a light roast to cater to those that like the light roast. But Man. if you ever do get a light roast, you can, and it's, oh, and I'm backing up, back up, because I'm like squirrel mode right now. Another suggestion suggestion is uh so he i i think all of his coffee comes pre-ground so i prefer to grind it myself i feel like the if it lasts longer in bean form and you can definitely unleash those aromas after you grind it fresh right then and there so uh, i can't remember if he sells those um the coffee grounds in the bag because it's all pre-ground but what I was getting at is if you do have coffee that's ground up and you want to give it a little bit more oomph, put the ground, the grounds back in your um, little blender grinder thing and just grind it up a little more. It'll actually okay. grind the grinds <laughs> a little more and you get a little bit more flavor from it. it so It takes some, makes them a little finer. Yeah, it unleashes more caffeine, I, <laughs> I think. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so... I'm going to definitely order more of this. I hope he listens to this if he's made it this far in our little 17-minute rant so far <laughs> <laughs> on his coffee review. No, it's it's uh, it's good shit. I definitely feel like um, this is something you drink in the morning while sitting on the porch watching the sunrise and waiting for the day to start, and you just kick the day's ass with your thermos full of much-loved coffee. Do you get up that early? I get up at fucking five or six sometimes okay. early is the wrong word you get up that early in advance to having to get to work yeah I, I get up and like eight six to eight minutes later i'm out of the driveway oh oh yeah i, I have to have time uh i gotta eat especially the diet i'm on now like i have to fucking eat okay or i'm screwed so yeah let's move on uh great coffee i'm gonna get more you gonna get some now yeah i should I had to tell Kirsten to add this to our list of companies to order from. Fuck yeah. I don't know which one I'm going to do next. There's an Invader coffee. Uh, Nicole got me some Invader coffee for Christmas, which was damn good. It was smooth just like this. It was dark roast. They're kind of like the underdogs of like Black Rifle coffee, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Black Rifle, that's one that we order from. And uh, Bones Coffee is the other. Oh, yeah. I know Bones. But, yeah, those are the yep. two that... We pretty much order from, and I, we're going to add this to the list. Yeah. So there's Defender Coffee. That's really good. They're also, like, gun-themed. Very underdog. Oh. Um, and then there's Invader Coffee. And now there's Much Love that I add to my list that I try to rotate. Next time, it'll be an Invader Coffee. I think Nicole wants to participate in an episode drinking some Invader Coffee because she actually liked it. Uh-huh. Yeah. She was like, wow, that's <laughs> freaking great. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it, was, it was damn good. I went through it in, like, three days like 16 ounces or 18 ounces something like that so moving on man um the windstorm holy fuck yeah that kind of hit you didn't it you saved my ass for one so (laughs) steven everyone i mentioned last episode uh brought out this dewalt 68,000 btu like jet heater propane powered heater thing 
and uh, saved my ass because, as I mentioned, we had like 50 to 65 sustained mile an hour winds with over 100 mile an hour gusts. The town I live in was just freaking obliterated. <laughs> Certain parts were there, yeah. were. there were airplanes all over yeah. the fucking place. Sheds rolling like tumbleweeds. There were, the yeah, highway. there were, we had tumbleweed sheds, folks. I'm talking like, <laughs> what do you think, like 10 by 8? Oh, yeah. 12 by 8 sheds. Easy. Just your standard wooden sheds, barn looking sheds. Rolling across the freaking highway like tumbleweeds. Yeah. Uh, we had semi-trucks, anything that had high profile, tipping over. Mm-hmm. Um, business signs going all over the place. We had uh, the KFC and A&W hybrid fast food joint. A uh, yeah. quarter of the building collapsed. Yeah, the, the building. The, uh, there was a couple other buildings that had the roofs, like, lifted off. Yep. People's <laughs> smokestacks were getting torn off. That's the one thing I was paranoid about was uh, that I was going to lose my smokestack. Uh, like, oh, yeah, there goes yeah. my fire. Um, but that held on pretty damn tight, as it's always said. We, we get, like, these winds, like, once a year. Not at the level. But not at 100-mile-an-hour gusts. Like, I remember a couple years back, we had, like, 80, 90s. It was, they, were, they were, like, short gusts, just a couple. Kind true. Of thing. These ones were, uh, I was ready for it to be over, man. I mean, it, there was literally uh, hurricane-sustained winds Yeah, for, like, two days. Three. Was it Three. It started uh, Saturday morning, Sunday, and then well into Monday. Out where uh, out where I live, there wasn't even a breeze. I know. It was super calm. It was bullshit. <laughs> I had no idea. And then yeah. I l- looked at the news and some of your feeds, and I was like, oh, wow. Getting hammered, man. <laughs> it was it was nuts. So, like, thankfully, Atlas was at my parents by Saturday night as pre-planned. Like, he was going to go spend time out there. Um, and I remember going in. Towards where you live, where they live, uh-huh. I'm, I almost gave away city names, but <laughs> it, w- it reminded me of the oil field. Like when we'd have bad weather coming in and the snow was just uh, like, you could not see five feet in front of you. And it was so low. It was like vehicle height low, the snow reason. And it was clear as day above that. But like all the vehicle, like everyone was panicking, like, hitting the brake lights, freaking slowing down like five miles an hour over the bridge. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, okay, I've been in this before, but I've driven it on an oil field where everyone knows how to drive like that. Yeah. Like you got to keep going. Just pay attention as much as you can to whatever object you see in front of you. That might be another car that's moving and you just keep going. Like do not slam on the brakes. Cause then, yeah, you know, and people are just being stupid. I think that's where most of the accidents actually happen. I get it. It's scary. You, you would just think people would know how to drive here in Alaska being here. Yeah. They don't. They don't. <laughs> um, a lot of the seasoned folks do, obviously. But I kind of give it the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe these folks, this is their first time driving. Because we do get a lot of newcomers. I mean, that's true. But still. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was over 20 years. But I was white-knuckling it. I was still like, oh, God. But it wasn't because of the weather. It was because I was like, I don't want some idiot doing something stupid. And I have a yeah. whole family in the truck. Right. <laughs> but well, then, uh, then you also have these winds that will just kind of, like, come up and, like, push your truck over. Like, oh, yeah. My truck, when I was uh, leaving your place, it had a really good gust, and it took it over two lanes. And I was already counter-steering into the wind. <laughs> and it pushed it over two damn lanes. I was like, whoa. So you, yeah, you must have got, you were driving in the brunt of it. Like, yeah. we were getting hit, and it was, you know, it was trying, but I was fighting it. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that bad when we were driving. On the way back, yeah. uh, maybe. Maybe, yeah, because it was 
eight or nine p.m. I think coming back. Yeah, it it was only one good gust that pushed it. That most of the gusts were only about half a half a lane. Yeah, and then uh, my brother he was headed back home on one of the worst days, getting off work, and you know he's got that. Tesla low profile, (laughs) heavy bottom weight car. And he was like, it was pushing his car around. (laughs) It was, it was nuts, man. That kind of shit excites me. Like, Oh, it's something different. But then, uh, we lost power for like nine hours first. Um, who knows? Like everyone listening now knows that my pipes froze during this whole thing. And who knows if it froze that first nine hours, we lost power. Probably. Um, and then power came back for like three hours. It might have been Sunday night. So Sunday morning, I think we lost power for nine hours. And then we made it through the whole day. And then it came on like 7 p.m., I think. I might be a day behind. When did you come by? I came out Monday because I, uh, I did like a half day and I left work. Okay, so no, I am on track. So we lost power Sunday. It came on Sunday night for like three hours. Enough for us, you know, shit, shave, and shower. And eat. We made, you know, everything, boom, and everything was on just fine. I think right when we crawled into bed, it must have been 9 p.m., 10 p.m., I think. We heard the microwave beep. Or, no, the fan that we had on just clicked off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, we lost power. Nothing came on. And if I remember correctly, I started a fire. I don't remember if I started a fire right right away. Like, I might have waited a few hours trying to give it benefit of the doubt like it was going to come back on but i remember not sleeping and i remember uh what i thought was a little branch that landed on the roof i mean there was a branch oh there was a branch all right <laughs> fuck and then i it was like three in the morning maybe two in the morning and the branch landed on the roof i'm air quoting the branch landed on the roof and it just kept scraping and scraping and scraping i'm like what the fuck is that and I'm like, well, I hope my smoke my uh, smokestack didn't blow off. And I go out there, and I'm like, nope, it's fine. I'm shining the light up. And then I look over, and then there's the biggest tree on my property, cottonwood. Yeah. You just couldn't, couldn't even get your arm around that thing. No, you can't. Or both arms. It had to be like six foot in diameter, maybe five feet. Easy. Yeah. Um, I see the roots ripped up from the ground, like this big ball of dirt. This, I have this crater there now where it ripped up out of the ground. But so... The branches like softened the blow onto the roof and it was just bouncing. Like the tree technically didn't hit the house. The branches, the branches softened the blow and then the wind was bouncing the tree. But then over the span of 10, 12 hours, the tree just started eating away at my, the overhang of my house until it got comfortable and just stayed there. Yeah. I got supported. Yeah. I mean, you got really so lucky. That. I know it, it was, was it was really the roots gave out, but it was frozen, so it like slowly creeped yeah. over onto the house. It was very graceful. If it had just snapped, or if the ground wasn't frozen, like in the summer, and that thing came down, easily would have gone yeah. through your roof. Oh, for sure, and that's right above us. Yeah. So, um, we tried sleeping with the tree bouncing on the on the house. <laughs> I said, I think around like four in the morning, I was like, "Fuck this!" And I ran to the garage. We got the air mattress. We inflated it downstairs just because of the noise was just keeping us awake. Just constant branches scraping on the roof and thudding. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. So that's when I started the fire. Okay. Is when we decided to sleep downstairs, got the fire going. Uh, 
it was like 44 degrees in the house. And I didn't even think of my pipes. Like, it didn't even cross my mind. No. I'm like, nope. In my head, I'm like, it's 44 all over the house. We're fine. Obviously, it's not the case. But I'm thinking, like, I'm just thinking of trying to get sleep. And then, I don't know, work. Normally, when I would wake up for work around 6 a.m., roll around, you know, I message my chief. This is what's happening, not coming in. Um, I'll keep you updated. And then I think before lunch is when I checked on the boiler. Okay. And that's when I found, I just saw the ice cold. I opened the door. I look, <laughs> I'm like, game over, man. Yeah. Game over. <laughs> so that's when I started making calls. I think that's when I called you. Yeah. It, it had was. to have been because you left early. Yeah, I'm trying to think what time. I think it was about, I'd been at work for about an hour, I think, when you called me. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I ended up leaving at like. You left at like 10, I think, or 11. Like 9 or 10. Oh, maybe, yeah. So. No, it was it was nuts. I, I filed an insurance claim. My mom's like, put it in now. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I call someone, and thankfully I got someone from California where I can like dreadfully describe what's going on in Alaska. And they're like, oh, my God, we got we to gotta escalate this. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> Escalate this. Yes, Put a fucking do. red flag on it or something. And I was like, it's negative 25 fucking wind chill outside, and it's 40 degrees. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, I, I don't know how you guys do it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's totally freaking out. We're, like, fine, you know. Right. I'm a little, like, pissed off about the boiler thing. I was right. mad for, like, 10 minutes, and then I told my chief, and he's like, sounds like you got a legit entrance claim. And it was like, bing, light bulb. I was like, <laughs> I was like if I can survive this. I am getting a new fucking boiler paid for by insurance and I don't have to pay a fucking thing about my deductible. Yeah. And yeah. by then I was totally, I was golden, man. Yeah. You I mean, were way past that deductible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, $13,568 in total. Yeah. Um, and I paid a thousand bucks deductible. There was a uh, flooding in Atlas's room. Yeah. Got that taken care of the roof damage. Every pipe in the boiler room had some kind of break in it. Um, Dad secured a new boiler in Anchorage. He knew a guy that owned a plumbing company, which I will, I know the name, but like 90% of it, I don't want to say it wrong. So I'll, I'll toss the shout out next episode once I get it down. Um, and longer story short, because I don't want to go through everything. I had the new boiler in by that following Friday. I had it in there to where the house could be heated, but there were some, twinks and shit we had to do Saturday and then he ended up coming back Sunday for um, some electrical stuff so basically what happened was previous owner had just a rat's nest of wires and we were trying to figure out which ones go where he had his own pipes labeled wrong from the get go so the last 10 years the pipe that was labeled down was not downstairs it was actually water heater and then the pipe that was labeled water heater was actually downstairs like we figured that out that Uh, weekend that's funny we moved in uh, my place Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, he had, uh, stuff wrong. He had the upstairs and the downstairs. They were, uh, wired backwards for the thermostats for the, the zone controls. Oh, so I when, know how you feel <laughs> when I was upstairs and it's like super cold. So I'm like turning the heat up more and more Yeah, and it's still cold. 
my brother's downstairs in his room. Frying. Frying. <laughs> and he's turning it down as low as he can, but it keeps getting hot. Oh, you guys are fighting each other. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. So we're fighting each other. And I'm like, what the heck? And both of us. And like after two weeks, I don't know. We, I was just like, man, it is so cold. And I turn it up all the way. And he's like, it's so hot. And I can't get it down. <laughs> and then like this little light bulb went on. Click. Yeah. yeah. We went in and looked at it and went over to, I, I was looking at the thermostat or the, the zone control. And then he adjusted his downstairs and we look at it and uh, it starts moving the, uh, the upstairs yeah. one. And it was like, Oh, there it is. So yeah, that was kind of the same issue that yeah. we had. Yeah. So we had my water heater control tied into the downstairs and the downstairs thermostat tied into the water heater. <laughs> so like I left the house that night when I think we went out to eat Nicole and I, just, I needed to get out of the house, dude. I was there like five, six days straight, taking yeah. care of animals, keeping the, like, I was waking up every hour on the hour to put fucking fire or uh, wood on the fire. Yeah. Um, and I came back. I'm like, holy shit, my downstairs is like 85 degrees. It doesn't say heat on, but then the heaters, the registers are hot as shit. Huh. What is going on? And then like, all right, well, I'm going to take a shower. And I go take a shower and I have no hot water. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't know how I thought of it, but I was like, I bet this thing is switched and it's trying to get my downstairs to 140 degrees and my <laughs> hot water is at 68 right now. So like I did my own little test. Um, I cranked down the water heater and how did I figure this out? I was listening to it. So I went to the thermostat and I cranked it up higher than what it was. And I was like listening and it didn't kick on. And then I kind of put two and two together. And I was like, I called up Ben, the plumber. I was like, yeah. dude, these are swaps. He's like, all right, it's easy fix. So I'll come by tomorrow. And yeah, he fixed it. So nice. we're, we're golden right now. I'm kind of curious of how my heating bill is going to look with this more newer, slightly more efficient boiler. Yeah. But my old boiler was like from 1983. So okay. it was, should be. I was looking at it going. I wonder if this thing's from the 70s. Oh, it I was, thought it was older than nope, that. 83 or 84. One of those two, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're golden now. Uh, it's awesome that I don't hear an old boiler clinking and clanking when it comes on. It's <laughs> kind of nice because that thing would usually kick on at 2 in the morning and I would wake up. So, uh, yeah, man. It was, it was worth it, but it sucked. Because <laughs> I saved about, like I said, the whole install not counting Atlas's room, the roof damage. That was about $6,000 for the plumber. And then the boiler was 2600 Okay. That was like wholesale. Right. So, I mean, I saved a decent amount in my refi. That's going to go towards the new leach field and septic this spring, which I've already got the ball rolling. I got the engineers, called them. Uh, they were looking up information. About my soil, blah, blah, blah. But they told me it'll be less than three grand. So I'm kind of happy about that to get the engineer okay. plan. Yeah. Um, and then probably eighteen to 22000 for the leach field. So roughly, I'm going to shoot for twenty I'm going to have someone else do it. I thought I was going to get a crew going. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather just get it done. It's fine. I'll have roughly ten to 15000 left over to stow away for a down payment on a new house. Okay. So, yeah, that's the plan. As you know, we want to turn this place into a rental. Yeah. Get a new house. 
um, have the rental pay for this mortgage here and then the apartment above us can either go towards payment and a half for this property or to the new house. But my long-term goal yeah. is to find a house that has a rent, a detached rental like this one. And then I okay. can almost virtually live mortgage free on two properties. Right. Yeah. There you go. So you knew the plan, but I'm just telling it for the listeners. Right. Yeah. But, yeah it's uh similar to what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'm trying to find a quadplex. And then you got to live in it. You rent out three of them, right? Well, uh, there's a number of different options that could be on the table. Yeah. It's, it really comes out to what I can find. So, uh, like currently in a duplex, live in one side, rent out the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can find a, a quadplex that makes sense, you know, yeah. uh, the numbers and the layout and everything. Get that. Uh, probably stay in the duplex. And uh, depending on how the financing works, either um, not rent out the fourth room mm-hmm. or that would be like with a VA loan yeah, because uh, it has to be a primary residence. So it had to be my primary residence. I couldn't rent it out kind of thing for the first gotcha. year. Yeah. Uh, or depending on the price and all that, could do a different loan type and then um, with a bigger down payment and then I could rent out at all. So that could work. Yeah, there's that. It, you know, it's just a lot more upfront to start with. Yeah. Um, then stay in the duplex. So there's a few options there. Uh, I don't know. My parents, they might be moving or snowboarding. Not sure. So they kind of threw a, a suggestion or I guess an option mm-hmm. of uh, living in the house that they're in right now because they don't want to sell it. Yeah. And pretty much just covering the expense of it. That so could work. If and I, you rent out your duplex. Yeah. So then if I could find the quadplex that would work and have the duplex completely rented out and then live in this other house, which would be really close, close to what I'm paying now, probably mm-hmm. a couple hundred more, but then the duplex would be cash flowing. Yeah. So it kind of offset all that. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things up in the air and it really just going to come down to like what I can find and what opportunities present themselves as to which way this goes. Yeah. I mean, I know, my ideal next home is kind of picky because I want it to be at least 1,800 to 2,200 square feet, like ranch style, preferably. Oh, yeah. I need land. I need at least an acre or more. <laughs> but I also want a mother-in-law apartment on there or studio apartment, but I want it detached just like this. Yeah. So it kind of it, it, it squishes down <laughs> my options. I mean, oh. they're out there, but I'm starting to think about getting a new one, just a brand new one built exactly how I want. So if you also could find the house you like with the land with enough and uh, have that detached one built, mm. and then that would open up your options. It could, yeah. I I know what I want. I know where I need to start, <laughs> but right now we're just, you know, this next goal in the next eight months is to get everything fixed, this place ready to rent. Mm-hmm get as many big thorns out of my side as possible. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about too much. I can just do basic landlord stuff here. Yeah. Get some kind of system going. You know, I have an idea who, who I want to come out once a year to check forced air heat on demand water for here. The boiler out there just, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yearly works. checks. I think it's a must. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. That's definitely a part of, uh, 
landlord is yeah. figuring out your uh, your on call people. You know, yep, doing sure. your maintenance and stuff. Yeah. So, and then we also had I shared the idea with you um, because the garage is detached from the main house to just leaving this space available for the person living upstairs. And then the people living in the main house, you know, they have outside parking. They have nothing to do with here. Obviously, I hook up washer and dryer over there. But I think I could increase the value of rent in the studio apartment if I just, if I give them access to the garage. Yeah, yeah. Adding a garage definitely increases the the rent. The other thing, you could take this dual garage, cut it in half with a wall, and then... One side gets one garage or one one bay, and the other side gets the other bay. And each one would only have access to their own bay. True, maybe that'll just be a, option. Just another thing. Option seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're uh, we're always brainstorming ideas for an early retirement, huh? Yeah, maybe we can get the get the ball rolling on one of them. Fuck, I know. <laughs> At least you have to you have to give it to us, dude. Like. For someone that, uh, that's, uh, my wife and kid are outside now. <laughs> oh, okay. They're stretching their legs. Um, for two individuals that, I mean, you went to college. Yeah. What do you have? What degree do you have? It's a uh, bachelor's in sociology. Okay. A minor in justice. But still, are you using it? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> for two individuals I, I that. In, I indirectly used it to get to where I am. That's perfect. Because oddly enough, the position that I, to get to where I am, the position required a degree. But then when I rolled into the promotion that pays like twice as much, it did not require a degree. So there you go. Figure that one out. But you know, we're always (laughs) brainstorming. I call you like, I feel like it's once or twice a week (laughs) with like either it's a crazy ass idea or it's possible. But you got to give it to us, man. We're surviving and then some. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. We just need to work on more execution. Not bad for a couple of C students. High school, anyway. I don't know what your GPA was for college, but... Uh, I don't either. Yeah, there you go. It it was passing. Yeah. It was good enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, This is like... Podcast is like our... I mean, you're part of it, but it's my little side gig I have going on. I would love to actually start my our own coffee shit too, small town famous coffee. I don't know where to go with that, or how to even start. Um, but I've wanted, I've always wanted to do it. My thing is, I consider myself—I don't want to say an expert because I'm not an expert in coffee tasting, but I have an idea of what's good coffee and what's shit coffee, <laughs> and I don't want to buy random beans from wherever I like, I know nothing about these beans. And then obviously you got to find a place that can roast them in mass quantities. And then you put them in a bag and put your label on it and sell it. That's kind of how I see how it might start at first. But the thing that's stopping me, discouraging me is I'm picky about the beans. I, I need to know where they're from. If it's from a place that has good soil, not shitty soil, like I don't want I don't want Folgers tasting stuff. Like if I'm gonna sell it, I want it to be good. Right. Yeah. You're looking for some quality. Yeah. So I've looked at buying my own roasters. You can get them for a couple hundred bucks, but then you're you know, your limit to how much you can roast. Just because right. they're small. But I mean it's a start, I suppose. Um 
But then you got to obviously factor in how much money are you putting into each bag? Yeah. Yeah. Are you trying to make a decent profit? Are you just trying to get good coffee out there with your label on it? Yeah. Are you are you spending ten bucks per bag, and can you sell it for average? I think it's nineteen ninety nine, typically fifteen to nineteen dollars for like sixteen ounce bags. So, yeah. I know nothing about any of that, but well, you got the whole the whole business thing there. I mean, you got logistics, marketing, uh, utilities, expenses, mm-hmm. uh, materials, and then right, uh, you know, for well, the beans themselves, and then the other yeah. stuff for giving it the flavor and all. Yeah, you gotta factor in all that. I know. It's a lot of work. I gotta I gotta look up, I guess. Gotta read into. But I think it'll be cool. That's the one thing I want to do with this podcast in regards to merch. Okay. As I want to have our own coffee. Like three or four different options. Yeah. Um well more options equals more expense. That is true. So you obviously we start with one. Yeah, yeah. But I just know nothing about it. I got to look into it. I know there's local roasteries around here. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about calling them and just asking them, hey, do you supply the beans? Where can I get beans? How does this work? <laughs> How, does this work? <laughs> How do I do anything? Like, I don't mind hand packaging stuff, but I think it'd be cool. Small town famous coffee. Yeah. Get some whiskey or bourbon infused coffee. <laughs> there you go. I mean, if you want to do it, it's your goal. You can make it happen. Yeah. I think I'll start that idea after we get the new house. <laughs> I want a big ass garage. I hope I find one where like the dude used to be like a semi truck driver and he has a garage set up to uh, fit something like that in. And then that'll be like my man cave. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. Yep. So maybe once we find that we'll start up some small town famous coffee. Yeah. Make it happen. We got to do it. We have to do it. I'm saying we. <laughs> we got the whiskey glasses that my dad made, which they're kind of like a beta test mode right now. Um, I do want to get like mugs, coffee mugs. Oh, I think yeah, it looks cool definitely. to get like glass ones like that, glass coffee mugs. Just mm-hmm. throw a handle on them. Find one with handles. Yeah. Start getting those out there. T-shirts, eh, maybe. I'm real picky about T-shirts too, like the whole ink screening or the heat. Oh, okay. Vinyl shit. I just mean more of finding a quality place that makes them. Yeah. Doing your design. And I'm trying to stay away from like buying shirts from Mexico. Yeah. Mexico's whatever. Just not China. Yeah. Of course not China. <laughs> it's, it'll be hard. It would be hard to get it like made in the USA. Oh, let's get some made from Taiwan. Is that good or bad? Well, China wants to invade Taiwan. We support Taiwan. Oh. So All it right. would be kind of like a middle finger to Yeah, China. let's buy stuff from Taiwan. <laughs> Speaking of that, like, what do you know about the whole Russia and Ukraine thing? Have you been keeping up any uh, of that? Like, I haven't. I'll be honest. I, I've been hearing a few things, so on. not really paying a whole lot of attention. Not, not really paying a lot of attention to much over the last few weeks, like normal. Same here. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess I could say most of what I hear has been just kind of like, second hand yeah uh, i'll admit um the only thing that i've heard uh, i listen to the black rifle coffee podcast and they have coffee or die magazine huh. um which is like journalists writing stories about shit going on oh, okay and they mentioned that they had a journalist in ukraine who lives in ukraine and oh. that dude's wife was conscripted into the ukrainian army 
Like yeah. they, they, they conscripted I, uh, men and women. I imagine a lot of that's going on. Yeah. I forgot the number, but Russia is like mounted like, man, I want to say it's somewhere around the 100,000 <laughs> troop mark on the border. They're like, no, we have no plans to invade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Nobody's buying that right. I don't know. It's it's crazy, man. It's it's uh it's a weird feeling. Um, since our cancel culture moment, which you know of, I keep this little letter right there to remind me to not get too deep into into shit now. Um, but since then, since October, uh, I've honestly like I unfollowed so many uh, quote unquote news pages. I followed uh, Instagram accounts. I just I was like done with it. Like I have, I, I was turning it off because I didn't want to get pissed off anymore. <laughs> so yeah. the stuff I he, uh, hear or see is usually either sent from my dad every now and then you send me something, um, or somebody else sharing something yeah. on Facebook, but huh. yeah, I've pretty much tuned out about 90% of it. So I have really no idea what's going on. Um, I don't know if the whole COVID hype is getting worse or getting better. I feel like most people are, are kind of over it now. Everything going on, we won't throw it out there, but yeah. you, you should know what I'm talking about. I think so. Yeah. You think it's kind of coming down on the back end of the bell curve? <laughs> I think it was, sort of is, but then we had this Omicron, you know, the, the newest variant. Yeah. Kind of. Taking things back up, I say. So I'm gonna assume that's what I had yeah. two weeks ago. So I had like, you know, if you're outside for too long and you get sniffles, yeah, that's what I had. Yeah, okay. I had a little bit of a cough. Didn't lose my taste or smell. Um, and let's see, I tested positive on a Thursday. Had sniffles Thursday night, Friday. Sniffles started going away Saturday, had a little bit of a cough Saturday, and Sunday I was about back to normal. And then I think Monday or Tuesday I took an at-home test and I was already negative. Okay, yeah. So, and then now my wife, Nicole, she has it. Uh She's lost smell and taste. Um, She had body aches for the first couple days. She had sniffles for the first couple days. I don't think she had much of a cough, but right now it's... No taste, no smell. Yeah. Kind of how my brother was. He got uh, he got his uh, smell and all that stuff back in like two weeks. Yeah. She's kind of worried because she's been talking to folks that one person in particular hasn't gotten her smell back in like a year. I'm like, oh, that would suck. That yeah, would suck. that would suck. <laughs> that would really suck. Yeah. So I'm crossing my fingers that that's not the case for her. Um, but yeah, I honestly feel like my diet change, the supplements I take now, might have had something to do with the fact that I had barely anything. Like, I've had colds worse than that. Yeah. See, I, a lot of people I didn't know have gotten it. It was just, like, not even equivalent to a flu for them. Yeah. I mean, and others had, you know, like a severe flu and some lost smell and taste. But Yeah, it's all across the board. I, know. I would say most people that I personally know that got it, it was... Very minor flu. Yeah. Worst. Absolute nothing. So guess I'll guess I'm lucky. Those folks were lucky. Yeah. I'm happy that I didn't kick my ass. I know people that were it kicked their ass, you know. Um not gonna lie or hide the fact that it, it can kick your ass. Oh yeah. So but yeah, I'm kinda glad I got it. I think I'm good for like six months now, yeah. Yeah, why antibodies. Not? Sure. 
Do I get a card? Uh, An antibody card? I don't think they make those. We should make them. I don't think they recognize them. Small town famous antibody card. Right. <laughs> we'll have little check boxes Accepted every time everywhere. you get it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Expires in six months. Um, that actually be kind of funny. <laughs> what if we like laminate her, made our own shit, made a little antibody cards, kind of like what the Hodge twins did with the white privilege card. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should do that. I feel like somebody would come after us for like fraud or something and not like understand we could put a disclaimer is. on of the back like could. this is complete satire i mean calm down karen <laughs> we could totally do it man kind of funny i think those hodge twin hodge twin cards sell for like 10 to 20 dollars each man uh, wow okay. something like that yeah <laughs> they're just little credit card looking things and it says white privilege on it they look like credit cards but yeah. you know they're legit plastic okay. i mean but still yeah they're like 10 or 20 bucks i think <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to get one i thought it would have been funny being half Asian Pacific Islander myself and had a white privilege card. I mean, at least when we get accused of it, we can pull it out and be like, yeah, you're right. Here it is. <laughs> We're getting into those waters. Yeah, Steven. We are, aren't we? Oh man. I wish I made more coffee. We should have. Yeah. I guess we can drink the maker's mark. We can sip on it without coffee in it. What do you think? I'm going to, so pass it over. Do you have ice? I don't have ice. That's unfortunate. Maybe we can get some snow from outside for you. Uh, after the windstorm? Yeah, probably not clean. Oh, come on. You've eaten the snow before, Alaskan dude. Well, Alaskan yeah, but it was kid. clean, not like was it though? tree. Right. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. I'm just going to sip on it dry. There we go. That's all I, that's all I want. <laughs> all right, so what do, you, what do you got, man? What do you got? Do you like this new setup we got? Yeah, it's actually it's uh Getting it's quite nicer. Yeah, I um you know like the echo of my own voice back at me. Yeah, I'm I'm so fucking glad that the, we can use headphones and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, man. Um I'm digging it. I scored this Mac computer for my sister's work. She got it for me for Christmas. They're getting rid of all their Macs. Oh, okay. 400 bucks for something I think you could I probably could have made a thousand off of it to be honest. It's an Apple, so. So far, I'm liking it, man. It's seven years old, and it's running like it's brand fucking new. Because nobody used it because it was an Apple. Probably, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they had their their patient records on it and shit like that. (laughs) But. Nah, they're all good. They got their place and everything. Yeah. I just don't like Apple, the company itself. Uh, No, I get it. Regardless of their product. No, you're right. I don't either. It's just kind of one of those things, though. Mm -hmm. It's either that or Samsung, and. I'm pretty sure they get their chips from all the same fucking place. You know, I'm not sure. Look into it. I'm a little curious. I think so. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it wouldn't surprise me, not even in the slightest. Yeah. But uh, actually, I'm kind of curious now. We'll look into it later. We'll break it down. See where Samsung, Apple, and Intel. I think it's all from the same place. I think I heard some plans for Intel to build a new chip plant. Where? I think they were considering Ohio. At least it's here in America. Yeah. Yeah, right. I've been wanting to, there used to be a website that had like made in U.S. products. Okay. I've been wanting to find it. I think, I mean, obviously it's an easy search. We can just Google it. But I've been kind of wanting wanting to challenge myself with buying made in the U.S. product. Yeah. And I get it like, 
most of that shit's going to be five, six times more expensive than where you can get anywhere else. But you got to kind of think quality. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's kind of my next goal to start buying shit made in the U.S. I started with soap bars. I can't remember their freaking yeah. names, but I got it at Three Bears. Uh, they're okay. all made in the U.S. They're like these big, big-ass bars. I'm pretty sure that's what some of them are called, but they're, they're gigantic, and they're fucking <laughs> awesome. Nicole loves the smell. I like the smell. Well, when she could smell. But, uh, yeah, it's made in the U.S. Little things, though, right? Yeah. So what do you got, man? This is a tabletop conversation. Bring whatever you want. Uh-huh. You can share your opinions. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> On made in America? On anything. Oh. Yeah, I just can't. I can. Oh. But I'm trying to avoid to. Right. You're trying yeah. to avoid that whole situation yep. again. You got vaccinated. You were yeah. kind of forced into it, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a. Uh... Yeah, that became not a choice. Yeah, I figured it, that's it how was it was going to go. You could choose, but no, there was no choice. It, you know, it was like, hey. You fought him off for a while, though. I felt like you were. I dragged my feet to the very last minute. And, uh, you literally, you probably did. Yeah, it was. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, if I waited one more day, it was paperwork, which would have, you know, led to more. Mm-hmm. And then the process that was described, actually, so to my leadership that was described of the process to get exemptions, mm-hmm. which they relate to me when I went to go and utilize them were wrong. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, none of that was correct or how it worked. And then the time frame pretty much expired. Yeah. So my option to go that route pretty much went away. And so it wasn't my immediate leadership's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically that entire process, nobody knew how any of it was working. So all the way to the top, didn't know what was going on. That sounds about right. And for military. Every, <laughs> yeah. And everybody was trying to figure out what the guidance was, what they were supposed to do, what channel, like nobody knew anything. Yeah. And yeah, pretty much came down to, okay, well that deadline passed be- that I couldn't complete the requirements because, uh, well, a, I started too late, but, uh, the process was wrong. So yeah, I was like, okay. And then I left for training and I was like, okay, I'll get it when I get back in, in uh, two weeks, and I'll be good. Mm. Uh, well, compliant. <laughs> compliant. Yeah, <Compliance>. compliant. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was down in training for, like, two days, and I got a phone call, and it was basically, you need to go get this, and you have two days. <laughs> <laughs> or it's paperwork. If you don't get it after that paperwork, then it's, uh, well, more paperwork with the process getting started of uh, discharge. <laughs> that sucks, man. But it's over with. I mean, I know you yeah. said you kind of had a s- sign of relief after, I suppose, you had it done. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was more of like, okay, is there going to be any side effects? You know? Not at least for three years, usually. Right. Well, yeah. From what I've read. <laughs> wasn't any immediate thing, you know? Yeah. So it was like, okay, well, nothing quick and immediate. Uh, so that worked out. Uh, I was going to be looking at having to do that fight of, uh, not getting it like two to three times with each different employer. Nice. (laughs) So it was like, okay, I don't have to do that fight, Mm. but crazy, man. Right. 
So did you end up doing like your blood work like you planned like prior to? Did you have time to do that? No, that worked out not the same as I was told. Gotcha. Yeah. Like when I went to uh, our clinic, they were pretty much, um, we don't do that here. I was really? Like, what do you mean you don't do that here? They're like, you have to go to your civilian side and have that done. I was like, wait. That's pretty fucked up. What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was uh, not an option and that they didn't offer that service. Because they will do some of our blood work that's required every year, like HIV yeah. testing and so on. So so just for the audience, your idea, which I thought was a great idea, yeah, um, was to get your a full panel of blood work done right. prior to the vaccine. Yeah. Um, to start a paper trail in the event yep. that you had some kind of side effects, some kind of change to your body, three, right. five, whatever, and you were going to get blood work done every year after the vaccine yeah, just to keep that paper trail going to find some kind of trend that could help you in the future. So if something happened, you could argue it was probably the vaccine that did this. There would be more evidence to support my claim that it was yeah. could have been the vaccine. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's exactly so, what I plan on doing. Yeah. So. Granted, I get blood work done once a year with being in the fire department. Yep. And so I had my first one, I guess, documented last summer. Okay. In yeah. my file. So every June I have to get my blood work done anyway. It's mandatory, which I'm totally fine with. But it would be interesting yeah. to see if something happened in three, five, three to five years after a vaccine. I, I don't know when we're going to get it. At this point right now, I'm kind of waiting for my wife to give the word. Well, have you, a lot of the courts are deciding against the mandates. Yeah. So, but, but if my, I mean, if my job said you have to get it, I'm going to get it because I love my job. Get it. I get it. But what I'm saying is the courts are deciding against the, um, the mandates for that. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like every employer with has a hundred or more employees, yeah, I remember that. That mandate's been, yeah. the courts decided against that. They batted it down like twice now, yeah? Yeah, there's, been a, there's been a few, so it's going to be less and less likely that they're going to make that mandate, and you, at this point, will have more and more footing to fight it yeah. than you did a week or two ago. Well, that's good. Step in the right yeah. direction, I suppose. But I, I, like I said, I haven't been paying attention too much of it, but I just won't be surprised if some kind of loophole happens or gets written in. And uh, Well, know. like, I mean, so Carhartt, they're mandating their employees. Mm-hmm. And so they've, I don't know the extent, but they've gotten some backlash and from that because it's no longer a federal mandate. So the companies can't be like, oh, it's federal mandated. You have to. Now it's the company itself making the decision. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, can't, they can't point the finger elsewhere. They got to take the full brunt of the responsibility. Fucking crazy, man. So yeah, it still blows my mind that we're even having this conversation. (laughs) Oh, I know. I don't know. I'm hoping that it just evolves itself into absolute nothing. Kind of like Omicron. Uh, There is a specific doctor and I won't say who this doctor is. But this person asked us if we got the vaccine yet, and we said no. And I kind of told him, you know, we've been trying to eat healthier and combat whatever sickness comes towards us 
by eating healthier, you know, being very picky on what we on what we eat and, and what we cook and what we buy. Um, supplements, like I've been taking, it's a brand called a company called Heart and Soil okay. Supplements. Um, basically, it's organ meat in the form of a vitamin. Okay. And the meat comes from New Zealand. It's hundred percent grass fed, fed and finished. Um, because I I won't get too far into it. Maybe we'll save this for like a health freaking episode, but. Ideally, one ounce of liver, we'll just stick with liver, a day is the equivalent to like your one a day men's vitamin. Yeah. Like what you benefit from actually liver. Right. So like I have supplements. I take six a day of, they're called beef organ supplements. And it's got like kidney, heart, liver. um, There's one other organ in it. And then I take, it's called lifeblood. Made out exactly what you think it is. Um. (laughs) I've noticed uh, definitely I, I, I recover faster in anything cardio I participate in. Huh, I definitely okay. recover way faster. I feel great. Like energy-wise coming from the beef organ supplements, I feel amazing. They have like eight or nine different products, um, all s- different types of the animal that you would think most society looks at it as taboo yeah, to okay. eat, um, geared towards specific things. And there's, there's definitely one I want to get um, for building up like your immune system called histamine and immune i don't remember what it's made out of but i want to start getting that for nicole and i to take but i feel the reason why i recovered so quickly from covid maybe yes i had a low viral load i had omicron which was absolute nothing but i feel that definitely in the last six months eating more so or most more so carnivore based Mm -hmm. um that had a big contribution to it being nothing yeah, where it could have been. So I know a lot of, I've had this conversation with a liberal doctor <laughs> and she says anecdotes aren't data, which anecdote means I'm telling you a story of something that happened that might've been, and it's technically not data. Okay. And I yeah. told her, well, a collection of anecdotes can technically be looked at as data eventually, or yeah. is it just way too coincidental? Anyways, I won't get into that, but I feel that's the best way to combat it. And what makes me smile is, is eating healthier and being healthier in general. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole like uh, apple a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> like you can apply that to this, in my opinion. And that will drive those doctors and pharmaceutical companies fucking crazy if everyone started taking care of themselves better and not seeing these doctors so often. Right. Well, we won't get into the conspiracy of, uh, <laughs> you know, pharmaceutical companies if you're a cured, a cured patient is money loss. Yeah, it's true. So I feel like the route I've taken eating better. That was the reason why I kicked its ass. COVID didn't stand a chance with me. <laughs> Sorry. And my son. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he had it. He had sniffles for like two, three days. He's a year and a half. He was COVID positive. If anything, he and I were really fucking hungry. Yeah. The whole time we were sick, I don't know if it was like my body just kicking up, fighting off a virus, all that energy going into it, but we yeah, were hungry. We were hungry. He ate pretty damn good those three days, and he's a picky eater right now. But he and I were, yeah, scarfing down food. <laughs> it was weird. Um, but, yeah, I'm a true believer in eating better. I'll have to show you those supplements later. Okay. Yeah. I think I sent them to uh, your girlfriend. 
okay. with her autoimmune stuff. I don't yeah, know if yeah. she has autoimmune stuff, but there's there's something in there that could definitely benefit her if she looked at it. But it's right. and if you, if you take the equivalent, how much they cost versus how much you probably spend on your vitamins from GNC, mm-hmm. it's the same price. But oh, then you're okay. getting rid of synthetic vitamin pills, and the only thing synthetic with these is the, the clear thing. capsule around oh, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the bottles they come in are fucking glass. They're not even plastic. So it's not vitamins <laughs> touching plastic, you know? So that's huh. how. Okay. Yeah. That's how, I don't want to, I don't know what word, natural they are, I suppose. How yeah. far they take the extent of it. I mean, shipping does cost quite a bit because they're shipping glass bottles protected. But yeah, in the end, it's pretty much the same. And you're just not buying synthetic vitamins from GNC. You see my vitamin? Is it whiskey? No, it's a. Uh this uh oh doritos flame yeah see yeah, that's sure how you're mine. gonna kill yourself that's man my, uh, that's my vitamins man yeah fuck doritos sound so good right now but i just i stay away from them they really are you want me to hold one up <laughs> you can you can eat one for the audience yeah definitely so this is steven's cocaine it, is. it really is oh look at that chip that was five minutes off your life just now i'll eat the whole damn <laughs> i know right you all don't <laughs> Uh, what else you got for us, man? We're only an hour in. Is that it? Wow. That's, yeah, I know. Well, just table talk, man. Just bullshit. Episode yeah. one. Well, I got a puppy now. Oh yeah, Corgi. Yeah, little little puppy Corgi. He's uh twelve weeks. We've had him for two weeks now. What's his name? Director Fury. Director Fury. Director Fury. I fucking love Shield. it. <laughs> yeah. So, do you call him Director Fury or is it or Fury for short? Uh, so we're trying to teach him more, just, you know, fury. Okay. Use with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll throw the director in there as yeah. well at times. But, uh, yeah, no, he's got a lot of fury in him. He's a, he's a spunky little dude. I feel like corgis are kind of on trend right now. Are they? Yeah. They're, they're actually a very popular dog. So we've been trying to get one for like two years. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple of breeders fell through for various reasons. COVID was one of them. Of course. Couldn't get down to the puppy or get the puppy brought up here. So that fell through. Uh, I was on the list of a breeder for about nine months. And then a month before they were supposed to have their litter, my uh, Facebook got hacked and uh, disappeared. And I remember the, the Vietnamese or no, I think she was from Taiwan. So, something like that. Yeah. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, the only contact I had for the breeder was through the Facebook messenger. Gotcha. And, uh, so that was some, that was a lesson learned. That sucked. And then uh, one of the the people at work, they uh, they knew someone and uh, had a a litter come up, and so we were managed to get on that list and get uh, selected for him. Nice. So yeah, yeah, it's been very excited to have him, and and he's smart. That's good. Maybe this summer he's you can smart. play with Roman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he'll enjoy it. He's got ton of energy, and good. actually, they're uh, they're pretty hardy dogs. Yeah, they're actually a herding breed. Gotcha. They were bred to uh, to herd cattle. Huh? Yeah, those little fuckers hard. Yeah, cattle. <laughs> they herd cattle, man. Nice. I did not expect it, but yeah, they got a good bit of energy. They got a like a dual undercoat, like uh, German shepherds and mm-hmm. all that, and yeah. So uh, he he's been pretty fun. He's a uh, it's a challenge. He's been picking up on stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah, I need to. I've been trying to brush up more on, like, my training skills. Oh, for sure. Revisiting that from the last ones. Yeah. And, uh, he, 
So we've uh, trained him on a bell to go outside. Perfect. So he picked up on that within like 10 minutes. He's got it down where he'll ring the bell to go out. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, uh, we're uh, handling Cody right now, mm-hmm. who's on his last few months. Actually, the windstorm saved his life. Oh, yeah. Um, I had, a, I was about eighty percent leaning towards taking him in that Sunday. Okay, because he just was he's he just was not walking. Like his back legs are freaking done. Right. Um, he has no bladder control, no bowel control. Yeah. Um. So we didn't bring him in. And Nicole made a good point. She, I mean, she was like, mentally, he's fine. He's still eating. He's still drinking. Usually, like, the uh, number one thing you know when it's time is they stop eating and drinking and then just slowly start dying. Oh, okay. So he's still mentally sharp, little deaf. He's not blind. Um, his legs don't want to work, and, and they're, it's getting better, though, and I'll get to why, which kind of goes back to what we were talking about with supplements. Um, so... My whole thing now is I've been picking him up to take him outside, trying to get him to walk. And I kind of started noticing, like, I don't think it was arthritis or hip dysplasia related. I'm starting to think it's uh, something to do with his spine. Oh. So I, I was telling one of my captains this. And they're like, dude, my dog is 11 years old. Cody's like maybe 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. He's pissing himself, shitting himself. Back legs weren't one of the work, and they would just drag their toes like this when trying to walk. And then they took him to a vet clinic okay. in our neighboring town. Okay. And they did like a laser treatment where they have this wand, this red light or whatever. And well, first off, they found that they, in an MRI with their dog, that he, he had fractures in the spine, okay. which are causing inflammation and pinching the nerves. Therefore, legs weren't working. Yeah. All that shit wasn't working. Okay. It did like these laser treatments, which I've never heard of. And they have this wand and you put on these glasses so you don't get blind from it. And they start from the neck and they work their way down. And I don't know the full science of how it works, but I'm assuming that it kind of heats things up a bit and gets blood flowing to allow nutrients to heal certain things. But they said, he said, and he showed me video after like the second or third treatment, his dog was like a whole nother dog walking around and peeing on his own and pooping on his own. Yeah. So I have an appointment for Cody. Okay. Wednesday. Um, just to try it. Yeah. And there it's fairly cheap. It's like, it's a lot cheaper than I thought it was like $30 a session. So it's almost like oh. you can buy packages, like tanning packages, you know, 30. Wow. That's it. It's not bad. In uh, my opinion, I'm like, fuck, no. is that going to be like $500? Yeah, of I was things? expecting no. you to be like, Oh, it's cheaper than I thought. It's 300. No, no. It was, know, he, he said it was like 30 or 40 bucks for a session. Um, you can come in whenever I think they were doing it like once a week, mm-hmm. but he showed me video of his dog walking around and peeing on his own. And I'm like, man, it's, it's worth a shot for Cody. You know, yeah. we're, we're trying whatever we can. He's been doing like CBD stuff, which has helped. I know his arthritis pain for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started him on heart and soil supplements. Uh, this one's called bone matrix. And it's basically what it is. It's ground up bone and bone marrow in the form of a capsule a shitload of calcium and a couple other things. And he's been on it for two weeks. And now I can take him outside and set him on all fours. And as long as the terrain is fairly even, uh-huh. he can walk around. Okay. Which is a huge improvement versus the first three weeks of January where he was 100% not walking. 
Okay. And yeah. could not hold balance. Wow. I've also been giving him raw liver once a week for all the benefits from that. But um, I like to believe that the bone matrix, it's doing something. Mm-hmm. I mean, hard to say. Maybe he had a bad sp- I mean, it could be timing, but at, at the same time. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's weird, but not in a bad way. Just like, I don't know. I'll take it. Yeah, I was speaking with some of the guys from Heart and Soil, and they're like, we're not vets, we're not doctors, but some of our customers have been giving their animals our product, and they've noticed improvement. I was like, well, fuck it. What has he got to lose, man? This dog has eaten everything possible in his life because he has separation anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. Ain't going to kill him. Yeah. Sure shit, man. I think it was like five days in was the first time I saw him walk. Granted, he can't get up on his own, but he's been wanting to lately. But yeah. if I can set him on all fours, yeah, he'll like but he walked around the driveway the other day. Little steps to recover. You yeah, know? at least he's keeping his legs moving now, and the, the muscles aren't deteriorating as fast. But yeah, we're gonna try the uh, laser treatments. I think I'm gonna give it like a month or two. Yeah, before anything. But uh, basically, that too, like when Nicole gives me the word, if there's no improvement, then that's when we're gonna have to do the deed on him. But right, right now he's mentally there. He's eating. And drinking. Okay. I just have to help him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's kind of what we're fighting. That's about it. We got the, uh, like I said, septic and leach field rolling. Those guys should be calling me this week. Schedule a time to come do the engineering stuff. It's all new to me, so I'm pretty excited to learn how the fuck it works. Yeah. But I'm ready for uh, my house to look like a nuclear test site. <laughs> the gigantic hole they're about to probably yeah. dig. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. I'm really excited to get that out of the way because yeah. now the boiler problem's done. If they're decent, they should be able to like scrape up the the grass and like roll it up and save it with like the excavator and kind mm-hmm. of put it to the side. So then when all the dirt gets back, it could be kind of like rolled back out at least the majority of it. I'll have to ask him. Yeah, just tell them like, hey, save as much of the grass as you can. Yeah. And, uh, they should be able to do uh, pretty decently. I have faith that he can. The, the thicker your grass, the better. You know. I, mean, I don't have faith that it's that thick. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. Yeah, okay. But we'll see. No, it's a good idea. Um, and the guy that's going to do it, he's going to dig out the terrain in front of that downstairs window by my house so I can get a new window in to make it legally a bedroom. Okay, yeah. Um. Then I can put it down on paper that it's a three-bedroom house versus two-bedroom right now, That'll and rent it out value. for more. Yeah. It will. Yeah, I got nothing else, man. What do you got? Anything? Well, been working on this sump tank for my aquarium. I got the uh, the seventy-two gallon up and going. So, you started saltwater aqua- aquarium. Yeah. Okay. You're always finding this shit. I got to <laughs> give you points because you've fucking. You go after it. Yeah. I admire it. So you started a saltwater aquarium. Yeah. So started with the, it was a 36 gallon bow front. And I had that for about five fish months. Five uh, fish months? No, five ish months. Five ish. I was yeah. like, uh, what does that mean? All right. So I guess actually that's changed. So we had the carpet replaced and the bedroom and the living room. So I had to t- take down the 32. So we had the carpet replaced in the living room. Everything in the living room moved to the, the bedroom. Yeah. 
then we moved everything from the bedroom into the living room. So I had to take down the 30, the 36 gallon. I borrowed a 40 gallon tank, set up the 40 gallon tank, put everything in it. Now we're talking, you know, the rock. I just bought new sand, but mm-hmm. the sand, the fish, the corals, like there's a whole setup going on. So then it stayed there for about, uh, it's been about two months with, uh, getting the new carpet in, yeah. kind of getting all the parts acquired for the new tank, getting the tank. Uh, so yeah, I've had the 30 or the 72 gallon up and going for about two weeks now, but I've still been working on the sep or the, the sump tank, which is a little tank that goes like underneath it mm-hmm. with all your filtration. So I had the uh, parts of it going and then a little canister filter that I had for the previous ones going while I got all the filtration system working. And uh, as of right now, I got some um, silicone drying and then I got my protein skimmer that I can turn on and it'll be at a hundred percent. Sweet. Yeah. I can't even keep plants alive, but. Uh, Good on you for doing yeah. saltwater fish, man. Shit. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot to it. It's it's been a lot of fun. Um, unless you want to put a lot of money into it. Nope. Um, <laughs> yeah, keep it small. It's one of the. So I was like, I started off with I'll do small and cheap. No, you won't. Well, I mean, I got my thirty six gallon for eighty bucks, so that was pretty cheap. Yeah. And then that kind of grew from there. Yeah, I haven't run the numbers, and I don't think I will, but I'm pretty sure I'm like eight grand into this. I believe it. Which, I mean, I built the fish stand, yeah. which is like eight foot long, but uh, 30 inches wide <laughs> and all that. So, yeah. We all need hobbies, I suppose. This yeah. one's mine. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I got a, I don't, uh, a couple thousand, I guess, into this whole podcasting, yeah. but. I mean, you could do it a lot cheaper, but like if you get into it and you're like, yeah, I like this, this is fun. You know, I want to do more like it gets expensive. Quick. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. And coral, I'm sure. Well, I mean, your coral is going to range from 40 to 150. A pound? No, is it by weight? Each. No, but each. Um, so there, there's all different types, but um, typically they're called frags, but they're small, mm-hmm. varying sizes. Uh, I think most of them are about a um, quarter of an inch. Okay. Yeah, a little disc. Jesus. Um, they can get bigger. It could be, get to more colonies. You know, we're talking three, four inches or, you know, I mean, there, there's all, there's different sizes. But typically you buy them small and then you grow them out. Yeah. It, it takes time. But, uh, yeah, if you get some rare ones or whatnot, I mean, they'll go up to a thousand or two. Jesus. I mean, they're... Basically, the price of coral is determined by, A, the rarity and the speed it grows. The more rare it is, the slower it grows, the more expensive it is. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I'd suck at it. That's the reason why. Maybe. I mean... It, I'd be it, impatient as fuck. Yeah, it is uh, It is something you have to be really patient with. Yeah, no way. No big changes, not quick. You do a small change and you wait a week or two and then go from there kind of thing. But... uh. I find it really rewarding, real, Fuck real yeah. relaxing. Of course, you're always like one degree from killing everything. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I Actually. mean, man. I'd 
I don't claim I have anxiety, but that would that would freak me out. Like, come home and they're all fucking dead, and it's, it's supposed to be ninety eight degrees, and it was ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. So I had my numbers messed up, and I was thinking that seventy five degrees was like the bottom end of mm. okay. Well, actually, seventy six is the bottom end of okay, and seventy eight degrees is more where you actually want it, up to eighty. <laughs> Well, when I went from the 40 to the 72, my heaters couldn't keep up. When they it instead of holding 77, it was holding 75. Gotcha. And I was like, okay, well, I plan to get another heater, but that's in my acceptable range. Uh, my cars have been looking a little less than happy and kind of started doing some more looking into, got my water checked. My water is all good and everything. And I'm like, okay. Started talking with the guy at the fish store and he's like, well, what's your, uh, what's your temperature? And I was like, well, I got three temperature probes in there and one's at 76 and a half on one side and showing 75 on the other. He's like, your tank's too cold. I was like, well, isn't 75 like the bottom end of okay? He's like, no. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I did plan on getting another heater today, but that is uh, definitely going to be going in like tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I got that corrected. I'm up uh, holding 78 on the, uh, where the water's coming inside and I'm about, huh. uh, 77.5 on the other side of the tank. So I'm assuming everything is doing better then? Everything is starting to look better. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I know nothing about any of that. So, well, you're teaching me right now. It's, uh, it's fun. But, uh, I plan on getting a, uh, after we get back from this trip, I got, uh, on order two or a pair of blue throat triggers. And they're going to be, they're going to be fun. I'll show you some pictures. But, Please uh, do. Yeah, they're, they're fun. They're very active fish. So they'll, they'll zip around, and they've had a, a couple in the store. And, uh, yeah, they, they, like, play around and zip around stuff and go through little caves, and it's very active and cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'll have to come by and check it out. Absolutely. Well, we'll wrap it up. I, get, I think we bored them long enough, <laughs> <laughs> almost an hour and a half. Uh, just random stuff. They should know by now. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we do these random episodes. We do have... I have two people, business owners, when they have time that they're going to come in because I wanted to gear most of the podcast towards entrepreneurs. Okay. I always find it fascinating, um, people's stories of how they started their business. Yeah. Why they wanted to start it, what, you know, what sparked it, um, what issues they ran into, failures yeah. and wins, uh, where they are now, and where they want to go. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, like when I'm in the fish store, I'm always like asking them like business questions right? and stuff like <laughs> that. And then he, it's kind of funny because he gives me this look, or he used to, and mm -hmm. he was like, wait, why do you care? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, what's your warranty on your fish? Like not for me, <laughs> but like, because, you know, I mean, they have a like a seven-day warranty. Yeah. You know, if it passes away, then they'll replace it. And I'm sitting here going, okay, well, I get seven days, and then they have to order a whole nother fish. And I was like, but what is the warranty on their side? Where are they having to eat it? And then how do they combat? Oh, that? just so learning, turn a learning the ins and outs for them. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of, just kind of curious. I'm always like asking them like how little things work and so on. And it's been a, it's been kind of funny. Cause I, I think he likes somebody that's actually kind of like, Oh, truly in, interested, interested on the business side, but yeah. not like trying to figure out how to like exploit it for like, gotcha. My profit out of yeah. it. Just interested in how the company works. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be cool if you get some uh, people coming in for that. Yeah, for sure. I know I have uh, two lined up. My buddy Ryan, 
who started his own uh, locksmith company. Okay. Which I feel it was like not even a year ago he would post videos of himself just learning how to pick locks. <laughs> and then like within three freaking months, he has his own van, this big box truck actually. Okay, yeah. Business name. And he's been going around like replacing locks on the fire stations. I think, I think the fire stations, he might've been just working out at the fire station, but I saw the <laughs> box truck company there. I know he's been replacing locks on the hospital. Okay. And all kinds of businesses all over. He and his wife um, do it, but it's like, wow, dude, like in less than a year, I'm almost positive less than a year. He started his own business that is now becoming successful because I see him all over the place. Uh huh. Um, and it just started off with him making videos of picking locks and now he's, replacing locks and reinforcing shit and, and just going all over. Nice. And I feel like because of COVID, we're going to see a lot more like entrepreneurs and people starting their own stuff out of their house. Very possible. Because of well, like, you know, the whole like. As long as this administrative doesn't implement uh, certain things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, policies that would um, discourage that. That would discriminate against the unvaxxed? Well, not so much that, but uh, make it um, harder to run or profitable. Or oh, true. I see what you're Policies saying. that discourage people from starting a business. Yeah. You know? I see what you're saying. What I was yeah. getting at is the amount of people that have been turned away from jobs because they're not vaccinated. Therefore, they've started their own shit. And I no. just think that's the route it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I can see that so, route too. None of that shit should apply if you have your own business and you're running it out of your own house, in my opinion. Yeah. It, who cares if you're vaccinated or not? Unfortunately, that's the route things have been going, the way things have been going. Um, so, yeah, my buddy Ryan, who started that, and then Tabitha, you know Tabitha from school. Okay. She started Bookkeeping Alaska, um, and she does big businesses taxes, I think. I think that's like the gist of it, what she does. Oh, accountant, not a, not accountant, but a taxes. I think so. I think it's with taxes. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm 99% sure she handles big business, medium business, small business taxes. Oh, okay. And I remember when she first started, I remember her doing very discouraging posts. I remember her struggling and failing. And now she has like 17 clients okay. from a bunch of different states. Okay. She works from home. Nice. And she's still going. So, like, I think that's badass. I was like, she learned some lessons and uh, grown from She them. took on failure, yeah. and she didn't it didn't stop her. I remember, you know, every now and then she'd message me, and I'm just like, so you fucked up one time. So you fucked up this time. What are you going to do? <laughs> You're going to keep going. You're going to keep going. And hey, from failure comes yeah, growth. Fuck yeah. You can't, you can't fear <laughs> failure. That's awesome. So, yeah, I got her lined up. Um, gonna do some music ones my buddy noel i think you know noel the other filipino kid yeah i've i think i've met him a couple times but yeah. i definitely know of him yeah sure. so we used to yeah. play music a lot and i've been talking to him and he'll either come by and we'll talk about how music had a huge influence on us or i'll have him call in i can do call-ins now yeah uh-huh. so if you wanted to actually do it from home and might and i might lend you a good mic that i'm pointing at over there <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i could Call in via phone. Via it's called Streamyard. It's kind of like Zoom. Okay. See each other on the camera, but I'd patch you through and all this shit, and we just do what we do. Okay. So yeah, that's the plan, man. That's where we're heading. 
I could do that with the puppy in the background barking at me. Oh, God. Same play. I apologize to all my listeners <laughs> ahead of time. We can be kind of boring. Well, he's jingling the bell it's in whatever. the background. Yeah. Get the <laughs> hell out. Every 10 <laughs> seconds. All right. We're at an hour and a half. We'll wrap it up. You got anything? Anything you want to add, Steven? Nah, man. We're good. We're good? We're good. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This was episode one, season two, Table Talk. We'll see you next time.